Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. I'm here with my lovely wife. All right. We're going to have to do this now on air. I tell you again, you can't type. You just hit an alt or a control and a hotkey, which, which is the hotkey to mute me. They have hotkeys. I don't know where you find them, but they do. I just watched you do it. This is how you mess up your computers, too. Your fingers go flying. You hit those alts and controls instead of shift, and you're screwed. I wanted everybody to hear that, because I know there's some of you out there like this. Uh, Watch your fingers. Don't watch the screen. All right, what are we talking about this evening? We start the show with a prayer. Venezuela meets the Thought Police. Then the ups and downs for the week, the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report, and Did You Know This? Then the Illegal Alien Invasion Report, and Space, The Final Frontier, if we get to it. There's a lot going on out there. A lot more than Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Like I said, now that it's all closed up, I'm getting hot. (laughs) But if you can open a window that way because i don't i stupid generator noise all right start with a prayer from leader university leaderu.com president george washington kept a personal prayer book written in his own handwriting for each day of the week Here are some excerpts which provide insight into the depth of his Christian faith. Almighty God and most merciful Father, who didst command the children of Israel to offer a daily sacrifice to thee, that thereby they might glorify and praise thee for thy protection both night and day. Receive, O Lord, my morning sacrifice, which I now offer up to thee, I yield thee humble and hearty thanks that thou hast preserved me from the dangers of the night past and brought me into the light of this day and the comfort thereof, a day which is consecrated to thine own service and for thine own honor. Let my heart, therefore, gracious God, be so affected with the glory and majesty of it that I may not 
do mine own works, but wait on thee, and discharge those weighty duties thou requires of me. Amen. <sighs> okay. Venezuela, right away, huh? Yeah, they're uh, guarding. We'll go, go through this, because now, and now people are starting to report on it. It took this long. We've been doing this, what, for six months? It took him, no, it took him with that sham vote, becoming a dictator. That's what got their attention. Right, but we've been reporting on this thing for six months. They weren't interested. For one thing, they're pro-collectivists. They're commies. They're elite socialists. They're progs. Why would they want to talk about Prague land falling apart? They want everyone to believe. Some idiot, it must have been a millennial, uh, actually said to me that... Uh, On Twitter. Critical, yeah, well, he, <laughs> everybody does this, isn't They go says, like we're talking, because just because we're typing, we're still talking. Anyway, um, he said, critical theory proves that the United States is wrong and we must destroy this economy and replace it with a collectivist government. First of all, none of you porcelain dolls know crap about critical thinking. They stopped teaching that in school a long time ago. So you don't have any idea. So what you're trying to say is your teacher told you in a critical theory class that this is, this is true. And you just believe it. That's not critical thinking. You gotta think for yourself. And you obviously don't, because what you said made zero sense. Just in case you're listening. I doubt it, because you're a proc. Collectivist government. You want to talk about stupid. I, you know, this is why history is important, ladies and gentlemen. Collectivist governments have come and gone. They all collapse. It's history. It's older than the Constitution. And older than the United States of America. When they landed here on Pilgrims, they had a charter that was collectivist. Well, you can't call it communist. That label wasn't around then. But collectivist. Big government collectivist. So they, they were told that they all had to work the land communally. All the food got stored in the communal storage. And then each person got the exact same amount of food. This yielded to 50% of the population dying in the first winter. So they replaced it with private property ownership and the colony flourished. Now, oh, it's just a one-off, right? Oh, but there's plenty in history farther back. But let's stick to the country, this land here. Jamestown, exact same story. Exactly. Both failed. Both lost about 50% of their people the first winter. And when they went to private property ownership, they flourished. So what kind of critical theory says that the United States is wrong? The only thing wrong with the United States is it's not following the Constitution and we're a socialist country now. Oh, and it's just getting worse. That, that single pair, if you want to know why they can't get rid of Obamacare, they pretty much made it impossible. They did that on purpose. They also designed it to fail. That it's supposed to. All the insurance companies are supposed to abandon it so then there's no insur health insurance and then they have to go to the government and then they've got government-run health care, which, which people call single-payer. But the payer is the government. So it's not a single-payer, really. It's a big collectivist payment, isn't it? Because it comes from all of us. 
You got to start thinking of that money as yours, and you won't constantly be wanting them to spend it. All right. So back to Venezuela from newsbusters.org. Venezuela's president held a sham election on July 30 that created an assembly out of his own supporters to bypass that country's elected representatives and rewrite the Constitution. But inexcusably, the broadcast networks seem to be going out of their way to avoid reporting on this glaring example of how socialism inevitably turns out if it's allowed to continue unchecked. Venezuela is the third largest supplier of oil to the United States and is now poised to become a resource-rich totalitarian regime, unnervingly close to the United States. It's way on the other side of South America. <clears throat> and is now poised to become a resource-rich... Da, da, da. Why, why, I don't understand resource-rich. Uh, Trump is trying to make us energy independent. All the above, not that one type of energy. All of it. And you think he wants to buy oil, oil from Venezuela? No, we don't need that oil. We're not going to buy it from Venezuela. And Venezuela can try and eat it, uh, but... They'll just die if they try and eat oil. So it doesn't matter what resources they have. They have no food. That's a pretty important resource, I think. More than 140 people have died in protests in the last four months alone, according to NBC Nightly News, as President Nicolas Maduro continues to solidify his hold on the country. Progs are always violent. Oh, look at all the prog things they had going on in this country. Assassinating police officers? About one a day for a while there, wasn't it? How about all the burning, looting, maiming? How come, you know, it seems to me the left is, that's all they're good for. But, you know, if we weren't a critical think, if we weren't a reserve currency, we'd have already collapsed. Our economy would have already collapsed. And Why? We're not a capitalist country. I don't. We don't use that term. I know it's a label that was put on it by uh, it's the commie for das Kapital. Free markets. We don't have them. We don't have free markets. We have controlled markets. You heard Donald Trump got rid of eight hundred regulations in the first thirty. I think first thirty days, and we're still full of regulations. The, the economy is controlled by the government. Business is controlled by the government. Therefore, we are socialists. There's just, I guess, a degree of socialism. Collectivist government. Doofus. I'm sorry, when people say stupid stuff like that to me, it really, it really chaps my backside. Chafes, chafes, my back said. All right, uh, faced with possibility of starvation, growing number of Venezuelans have been applying for asylum in the United States. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Trump, just say no. No. No to more poor brown people coming from the South. We have plenty of them here called illegal and a whole bunch refugee status. And he's got, no, we don't need, we're cutting immigration. We're not growing it. Let the other South American countries take them in. 
It's a whole, it's a whole continent to themselves, you know. Let them deal with it. Well, I love how the pundits are bringing up the his, you know, criticizing his new plan. Well, he ran on legal, illegal immigration, not legal. Brian wants him to stop all immigration. He's going on the right track. He never said he, he never said anything that he wasn't going to be taking care of legal immigration because that's uh, that's out of, out of control as well. So as he got in office and saw the numbers, it was like, oh no, that's got to go. And the visa program is a complete mess. No more visas. No. Except. No. Exception. Okay. Temporary workers for picking crops. However, I'd like to see kids be able to get out there like they used to and pick crops so they can make some money. And learn, you know, what it's like to do hard work. It's a good lesson for them. More parents out there would say, you know, you're going to go pick fruit. <laughs> we'd, be be- we'd be better off. And so are your children. Which means we'll be better off because you unleash your children on the rest of us. And we have to pay for the privilege of brainwashing them at the same time because I own property. Well, even if you don't own property, you're renting, you're still paying. The landlord's paying, you're paying in the rent. That's how it works. So, you want to pay less rent? Get rid of property taxes. Bet you haven't heard that before. While others are streaming across the border into Colombia, alarmed by the unrest, the State Department has issued a warning asking U.S. citizens not to travel to the country. You really have to be asked? The place is blowing up. You have to be asked? I heard some idiots say, if you weren't, if you weren't going to go on vacation, where would you go? And then idiots in Europe. Nobody should want to go to Europe right now. Those pro oh my god, it's completely out of control. They don't know how to deal with these people. They can't. You can't be civilized with uncivilized people. It doesn't work. They only understand one thing: force. So, when uh, when are Europeans going to grow a pair? If they don't, they will cease to exist. Islam unchecked will take over every time, and they're already starting. No, not here, because we have such a vast land base and people that it's harder for them to become the majority. But given time, they will. Because for one thing, they all have like four or five kids. Well, you know, at least that. I should, as many kids as the women can spit out, that's how many they have. Uh, and they got to, because, you know, when you're, when you're sending them off to blow themselves up for Allah, you know, you start running out of children. Just saying. <laughs> Faced with the possibility of start. Wait a minute. I just read that. Okay. What did I do wrong? Uh, Columbia unrest travel. Monday's ABC Good Morning America and NBC's The National Broadcasting of Communism today completely ignored Maduro's vote to rewrite the Venezuelan constitution. Of course they did. Progs of a feather. Joined together. While World News Tonight did briefly cover the vote for 37 seconds, it did so without using the word socialist. An indefensible trend the broadcast has kept up at least since former Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez's death in March of 2013. 
Even worse, the brief failed to mention any of the rampant poverty, brutal crackdowns, or any other regime abuses. Oh, wait. Now that he's got, he's rewriting the Constitution, wait for it. All progs tend to kill a lot of people when they take over. Oh, look at Mao Zedong. What was it, 70 million he slaughtered? How about Russians? They, they slaughtered a bunch of people. Hell, they starved the Ukrainians to death. Because they wouldn't get on board with the commie train. So he took all the food, everything from the farmers, and gave them nothing. These are progressives. That's what they do. Hitler, same, same. Lots of murder. All right. It's just... uh, Even worse, the brief failed to mention all that stuff. Instead, it focused mainly on violence by an enraged opposition. Instead, it ended by mentioning how opposition leaders say Maduro is looking to install an autocratic system. (laughs) But with no reference to the series of steps he's already taken to do just that. Meanwhile, today has yet to cover Venezuela's problems at all in 2017. And all good Morning America coverage for the year combined still comes in under a minute, 56 seconds. The Communist Broadcasting Service, even Evening News, on July 30th, was preempted by golf. How the heck does golf preempt news? Stupidest thing I've ever heard. But the July 29th broadcast also failed to mention the upcoming vote. The day after the vote, July 31st, neither American Broadcasting of Communism, Good Morning America, nor National Broadcasting of Communism today even referenced this at all. To their credit, both NBC Nightly News and CBS this morning recognized the seriousness of this vote, each running full reports. But in doing so, they proved the hypocrisy of the shows that failed to report on what at least some journalists agree to be an important issue. On the National Broadcasting of Comedy's Nightly News on July 30, anchor Jose Diaz-Balart recognized that the country with the largest oil reserves on Earth held a special election that critics say could lead to dictatorship. Okay, let's try this again. Nobody has larger oil reserves than North America, the United States of America, to be precise. We just don't tap it. Because we got idiot progs in Congress and a president, and they didn't want to do that. Now we got someone who wants to drill baby drill. And so we're going to. And all you Californians, I hope they I hope he puts a bunch of rigs out there in the ocean that you can go, oh, look at those ugly eyesores. Make me heavy as hell. Florida too. Why? Because those two states are always in the way of us getting oil. I don't know what the, you know, we're all going to run around electric cars. Okay, how do we make electricity? Oh, we need generators. So, oh, solar panels. Okay. You can invest in all the solar panels you want if you got money. But you're going to find out that it's harder than you think to do what you normally do with electric cars and electric everything. And, again, power plants have to make power. They have to burn something. 
I don't know why you think propane's better than coal. Or natural gas. Uh, after pointing out that the all of the candidates today are Maduro supporters, including his wife and son, Diaz Balart noted that the U.S. and other countries around the world have condemned today's election. Communist Broadcasting Service, this morning, mentioned that demonstrators believe the election continues to hurdle the country toward dictatorship with President Nicolas Maduro as his Socialist Party at the helm. Although correspondent Manuel Bajorquez only indirectly blamed socialism for the failing falling oil prices coupled with skyrocketing inflation that are crippling the Venezuela economy. Why are there all these um, Spanish people <laughs> in these news medias? Good Lord. Diversification. And besides, they're good little progs. It seems brown people from south of the border naturally tend towards government taking care of them cradle to grave. They think that's a good thing. They don't realize that it can't really be done. It can only be done for a while. But after a while, you run out of other people's money to spend, and then Venezuela happens. That's what's happening in Venezuela. If it wasn't for oil, it'd already be completely dissolved. That's the only thing keeping them going is the money from oil. And as I'm pointing out, the oil prices keep dropping because of that. Anyway, uh, hmm. blame social for falling oil prices coupled with skyrocketing inflation that are crippling the Venezuelan economy. The problems in Venezuela that are now coming to a head have been building for years. As Margaret Thatcher famously noted on this topic, the trouble with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. With poverty so extreme that citizens are rationing toilet paper. Told you you got to stock up on toilet paper. It's the first thing you're going to miss is toilet paper. The situation is ripe for the strongman takeover that Maduro is orchestrating. In a 2016 recap of an evergreen 1995 essay, Mark J. Perry of the American Enterprise Institute referred to the socialism as a pyramid scheme, but promised prosperity equality, and security, while it delivered poverty, misery, and tyranny. That is exactly where we're seeing play out in Venezuela. There's really nothing else to say about that. Watch and learn. We'd already be there if we were on a reserve card, so you think $20 trillion, you know, Venezuela's not that $20 trillion, right? Just saying. Uh, we're special. But do not think if you piss enough people off in the world, they will change reserve currency and immediately we will collapse. Our economy will just collapse like Tower 7. Ooh, got a bunch of you with that one. All right, the ups and downs for the week. Down. From Berkeleyside.com. Yeah, it's a down. Just saying that out loud is a down. We don't have to go any further. It's Berkeley. Reminiscent of the Smoking Hills labels on packs of cigarettes, 
A sign denouncing the killing of animals now hangs counterintuitively in the window of a North Berkeley butcher shop. Okay. The owners of the local butcher shop on Cedar Street agreed, under duress, to put the sign up in exchange for a promise by animal rights activists to stop holding weekly demonstrations in front of the store. No, you asked the police to make them stop taking weekly demonstrations in front of your door. Okay, this is what I don't understand. The picture that they showed is two young women laying in the middle of the sidewalk. Which you're not allowed to do. Right. And other people standing around looking at them. They were in, uh, they were like half naked and they covered themselves in some kind of red stuff to look like blood and they, ca- and they put cellophane on top of them. And I'm saying to myself, if they're doing this every day, isn't that some kind of a violation or ordinance violation? You can't do it once. You cannot impede traffic. Period. Road or sidewalk. Keep moving. Okay, well, they were up against the butcher shop. They no. weren't in the middle. Still, no. that's private property. They're trespassing. That's what I mean. Why the heck aren't these people arrested? I don't know. It's the, it's the Bay Area, isn't it? Yep. I mean, San Francisco. No, Berkeley's in San Francisco. It's a, it, if it says the Bay Area, I didn't think it was, but maybe it is. I didn't think so. Look either. it up. Look it up. Look at the speed. The Bay Area chapter of the national nonprofit Direct Action Everywhere has protested, sometimes half naked and covered in fake blood, while butchery classes are in session every Sunday since April. The group, which is also known as DXE, says it will only hold two more protests if the new sign, which says, Attention Animal Lives Are Their Right. What, you didn't go for Animal Lives Matter? Idiots. See, they can't even... They, they, they couldn't even think that up. You know, it's a no-brainer, for goodness sake. Killing them is violent and unjust. No matter how it's done, stays up for the next year. I'm sorry, I can't live on vegetables. I don't know about you people out there, but I tried for a year. Susan made me, and uh, Joe's killed me. I'm sorry, uh, I need red meat. And if you don't eat red meat, Meat, a very important enzyme in your brain that is missing and your brain doesn't function properly, which explains all the vegetarians and how stupid they seem and how sickly they look. I've never seen a healthy looking vegetarian except for a bodybuilder and he was taking special vegetarian protein drinks. I forget his name. Him and his wife were, are in, uh, they were in the, Industry of getting people in shape. All right. Uh, so I, I can't survive without eating red meat. So uh, it's really not even a question. I'm sure lots more of you feel the same way. And I think the ones that didn't know about the special substance of the brain might want to go look that up. It can only be gotten from red meat. Not chicken, not fish, red meat. Beef. Maybe wild game. Because notice there are more dark meat but i gonna either way it's meat and i like my meat to be bloody this way i can drink some blood when i'm done yeah i know i'm a i'm a i'm a vampire actually i think i'm more of a werewolf than a vampire but let's not go there so it's gonna keep up for the next till the next year, really. You need to call the cops and 
they need to be arrested every week. Just tell the cops after the second time, look, Sunday, just come here and arrest them, okay? Just come, just be waiting for them Sunday, they'll come here. <laughs> this way I have to call 911 and waste an emergency call. You don't want to tie up those lines. Monica Rochino, who owns the local butcher shop with her husband and former chez panisse chef Aaron Rochino, said she considers the deal extortion. It is. The couple first met with the activists in May to try to come up with a situation that could work for both parties. Why? Have them arrested. What are you, soft? Berkeley people. Um, at first, said Rochino, direct action everywhere members yep. said they would not stop protesting until Berkeley was meat-free and the local butcher shop was out of business, but they all agreed to consider a compromise. Really? If the cops don't come get rid of them, and they like putting red stuff on them to imitate blood, I've got a whole bunch of blood in my butcher shop, and I'm going to go outside with a laying on the ground, and I'm going to pour it right on them. And that would be assault. Well, I'm sorry, the police didn't remove them. They wouldn't get off the sidewalk. I know, but they were Locking still... traffic is against the law, <laughs> and I had to move them somehow. Either the police come and get them to go, or I'll find ways creative to get them to go. And you can arrest me then. And that'll be a news story. And everyone's going, why did you arrest him? Why did you arrest them? Because the cops are probably all commies too in the Bay Area. It is San Francisco. I said, when they say the Bay Area, I know what that is. You never went San there. San Francisco Bay. You weren't, you never went there when you were in college. No, my mother went there. But why? All I, I watched the streets of San Francisco. I, I'm done. <laughs> It's a nice place. Look, it used to be a nice place to visit, but not anymore. Oh, it's People gross. that live there tell me the homeless situation is out of control. They're crapping in the streets and everything stinks. And Wow. wonder how that happened. Oh, right. Socialism. Collectivism. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to a break. 406-565-4189 is the number. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. We're going to go to a break. So you stay tuned, because we'll be right back. We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity 
opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drugs Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Oh! 
Okay. What did you do, Susan? I said I was going no, hot. No, no, and no. You said come back. I said I'm going hot. Susan, you don't wait to the end to come back? I didn't. I came back before the end. You didn't say anything. Because you didn't have that. It was a second, Susan. You didn't have that. A second, Susan. Let's stop this now, please. One more. One more. The activists came back a couple of weeks ago with other options, including putting the sign up in the window. The owners were able to negotiate the size and placement, and the 15-inch by 15-inch sign now hangs in a corner fairly easy to miss. The most palatable option to us was to put that sign up. Instead of facing more demonstrations, she said. Oh, they'll be back. The protests impacted the neighbors and local businesses more than it impacted us, so I it felt like the most respectful thing to do. No, maybe the other businesses should put up signs. While they did not seem to deter customers, the demonstrations were anxiety-inducing and embarrassing for the butcher stop sh- staff, Rochino said. In the activist view, any discomfort the butchers have felt is trivial compared to the cruelty experienced by animals. Direct Action Everywhere, whose local chapter is based at the Berkeley Animal Rights Center at 2425 Channing Way, has gained some attention since its formation in 2013 for its often eye-catching protests of meat consumption. In September 2016, about 15 of the group's members disrupted dinner at Chez Panisse. And in May, one of the co-founders was arrested while trying to release a chicken from a live poultry market in San Francisco. Chinatown. Direct Action has also taken aim at UC Berkeley Research Labs, Whole Foods, and Costco, as well as politicians ranging from the U.S. Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Perdue to Bernie Sanders. To Bay Area omnivores, the local butcher shop might seem like an odd target. The small gourmet ghetto shop emphasizes locally sourced and sustainably raised meat and encourages the use and consumption of the whole animal. What we do here is very nuanced, and the Berkeley community understands that, Ricino said. The owners claim that they practice humane butchery is part of the reason activists have signed them out, said Direct Action Organizer Matt Johnson. People have this notion that there is a right way to hurt animals. We wouldn't look for the right type of violence to kill a puppy, said Johnson. Yeah, really? What if it was dying a terrible death? Would you want to be able to put it out of its misery, freak of nature? One of the activists who was demonstrating outside the shop at Chez Panisse. While ethically questionable, what the activists have done is not illegal, according to a UC Berkeley law school professor. Okay, let's ask the law professor in Berkeley. The professors in Berkeley, they ain't breaking the law. Really? Trespassing is breaking the law. Impeding the flow of traffic on the sidewalk is against the law. Impeding traffic on the street is against the law. But a Berkeley law professor claims they didn't do anything wrong. Let's not even bring up the fact that this is extortion. You either do this or I'm going to put you out of business. What difference does it make if the mob does this or some Nazis do it? It's extortion.
They've broken numerous laws. But of course, it's San Francisco. I guess I can do whatever the hell I want. So I would do whatever the hell I want. I'd take my blood from back in the butcher area, and i pour it all over them. I bet they get up screaming and run away. Get some in their mouth, too. Oh. Well, I would have pre-cooked it so that it was you know, just like what comes out of your steak if you're not a freak that likes things well done. Sorry. Uh, steak sauce was invented for people to like well done steak. I don't use I don't use it unless my steak is overcooked and dry. And yes, I consider well done way overcooked. Medium well is overcooked, and medium rare to rare is just right. Is it extortion? Morally, of course, if you think this is pressure that shouldn't be brought to bear, said Christopher Kutz, who specializes in moral, political, and legal philosophy. Are you kidding me? Who are these freaks they keep finding? If you think the pressure that shouldn't be brought to bear. I do. If you want laws changed, if you want to ban butcher shops in your neighborhoods or whatever, you go to your zoning board and you protest with them. Otherwise, stay away from me, because if the cops don't deal with you, eyes will. Always threatening violence. Well, at least I'm not threatening putting you out of business. But it's not enforceable as criminal extortion, he said. Extortion also requires demand of money or property. If you don't comply, we're putting you out of business. There you have it. By their own definition, by this nutjob's own definition, it's extortion. Extortion also requires demand of money or, or property. Giving up my business, that's property, right? Who's noted that if the activist took the same action at a place almost universally deemed reprehensible, a place enslaving people, for example, he said, it would be viewed as righteous. No, it's still illegal. Now, it might be righteous. You could be righteous and go to jail. It's a, still illegal. You cannot impede the flow of traffic on the sidewalks or streets. Period. You can't lay down and block the half-naked and block the sidewalks. No, you can't. All protesters, this is old stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I know, because I was a protester. you got to keep moving. You just, all of you carry your signs and keep moving in it in an oblong circle all day long. You do not block anybody's passage. You do not harass the customers. All of this would be wrong. Now, you could hand out pamphlets. Why don't you do that instead of protesting? What do you think would be more educational to hand out a pamphlet and give it to the people going in the door? And then he can read it later and say, decide whether or not they want to continue eating meat. Don't you think that's a better way of doing it? Educate, not legislate, right? Yes, it's extortion, period. If I was a judge, I'd convict. Cooch noted that if the activist took the same action in place, yeah, no, no. And again, righteous, I don't care if they're righteous, they still should go to jail. Being righteous is before God. So, you can think they're righteous. 
Uh, I don't think God will, but we'll see. Johnson, however, thinks animal killing and consumption would inspire the same disgust if people really stopped to think about it. We feel we are bringing to the surface values that people already hold, he said. Yeah, well, when I had my animals, I used to slaughter them myself, butcher myself, and eat them myself. And yes, I hated butchering, I hated killing animals. I love animals. I did it anyway, because what kind of a hypocrite would I be? If I didn't kill my own food to go to a supermarket and pay somebody else to do it for me. Yeah, it, I, did, I look, I did not enjoy it at all. That was at the end of my day after I was done butchering. I sit in the shade and sip whiskey. Direct action everywhere regards the butcher shop sign of first of its kind victory. And the activists are considered trying the same approach elsewhere in the Bay Area. Like I said, extortion and you're encouraging them. Bingo! Well, you can't. You really can't expect people in San Francisco to man up and cowboy up, you know. The only, the only time they, they think cowboy is when homosexuals are wearing chaps with no clothes on it. Also referred to as assless chaps, but... All chaps are assless, ladies and gentlemen, but you're supposed to wear clothing underneath it. All right, and up, down, up, down. From WSB-TV. Homicide detectives are investigating a deadly home invasion in Cobb County. Marietta police said a 911 call came in from the 90 block of Griggs Street around 2.30 a.m. Thursday. Police told Channel 2's Liz Arts that a woman called and said someone was breaking into her house and that she had shot and killed him. Yay! It's my favorite. Saves lots of money. You don't, you don't have to go to court. You don't have to feed them. You don't, to, you don't clothe them. You don't have to take care of their medical problems, dental problems. It's so expensive. Just better off that the person just killed the person outright. It's just works out better that way. I'm sorry. This guy had it coming. That's a home invasion. Nothing is more violent than a home home invader. Burglars come into your house when you're not home. People that kick your door in when you're home are going to do you harm. And so you best shoot and ask questions later. The woman was identified as Shaquita Green. She said she doesn't know who barged into her home in the middle of the night, but she said he was armed and threatened to kill her three children. It was either him or me, and I wasn't going. My kids weren't going to get hurt, and they weren't going to see me get hurt, she said. Green said the man, who police later identified as Keandre Funches, 27, kept asking for her husband, who wasn't home. After forcing the family to the back of the house, she was able to get her gun and open fire. See, this is why you carry the gun, keep it with you, on a nightstand next to you, on the table next to you. You don't... If if he hadn't done what he did, if he just started opening fire, they'd be dead. Don't hide your gun, because then you got to go get it. 
and there's no Marcus de Greensbury rules about you. Know, oh, you got to let me get my gun first. All right, all right go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You'd be dead in 30 seconds. <clears throat> Where was I? That's when I stepped in front of him and said, you don't have to do all of that, Green said. Police said when they arrived, they found Funches had been shot and killed. Police canvassed the area and talked to neighbors. Green and her husband, who arrived minutes after the shooting, were taken away for questioning. Family members took the three children. The small children are now in the care of other family members, and as just normal protocol, the female is now at the police department being interviewed by our detectives, said Marietta Police Public Information Officer Chuck McFlanny. Why? Why do you have to why do you have to interview them? I wouldn't I wouldn't go. You'd have to arrest me. No way. I ain't talking to you. I don't trust I no, I don't trust the police. I, their job is to put me in jail and use any trick they can to do it if they think I belong there. Doesn't mean I do belong there. Arizona spoke to neighbors. I mean, come on, the guy, they, they broke into her house. They were armed. There was more than one of them. This is a open and shut thing. I mean, what's to investigate? See, but that's what they try to do to you because they don't want citizens to take the law into their own hands. That wasn't the law that was called killing somebody who threatened to kill me and my children. That's called self-defense. So after I said that, why talk to me any further? Because I'm not going to talk to you any further. Anyway, I'm not going to talk to the police at all. I'm going to point out that if I was a police officer, I'd be told not to talk to anybody for 48 hours. And so I'm not talking to you for 48 hours. You can do what you want. Lawyer. Never, always get a lawyer. Just always get a lawyer. Even if it's, you know, the freebie lawyers. They still know better than you how to deal with police. It's very alarming because in this neighborhood, nothing really happens, Jasmine Gary said. We're all family here because most people here have lived on the street their entire lives, so it's really shocking to say the least. Green's husband believes there's another suspect who brought the home intruder into the neighborhood. They better catch him before I get him, William Green said. Police said witnesses identified that man as Javarian Mitchell. Investigators said Mitchell was the person that let Funches into the home. Officers said the suspects were at the home to meet another person who lived there. Shaquita Green said her kids were traumatized by the incident, but are doing okay. She said she was upset that Marietta investigators interrogated her for so long. We both work full-time. We're parents. So for them to tear up my house and keep my firearm and I'm the victim, I don't appreciate that, she said. Nor should you. And said to know she's a black woman. Gotta be. Shaquita? <laughs> uh, so this is, this is probably a minority neighborhood, but obviously a better neighborhood than the ghettos I served in as a medic. Because uh, she says nothing happens here. That stuff happens in the ghetto all the time. So she, they must be like a little suburbia thing going on. 
court records show. Oh, this wasn't Sirquita Green's first involvement with home invaders. Court records show in 2013 she was considered a material witness in an Illinois case in which one of two home invaders were shot. Who cares? They're home invaders. That's the most dangerous kind of criminal. Yeah, I know. And so, so uh, let's investigate the people that shoot them. You give them a medal. You applaud them. You don't make their lives miserable. She said in the most recent case, she had no choice but to open fire. I thank God it played out the way it did. I hate that someone had to lose their life, but he shouldn't have come and brought his ass in my house. Excuse my language, he said. Mitchell has been taken into custody and has been charged with aggravated assault with a firearm, false imprisonment, cruelty to children, and felony murder. Oh, he's been busy. Oh, that's right. If he's part of it and the other guy gets killed, he gets charged with murder. I forgot that stupid rule. It's a dumb, it's a, another dumb law. Sorry. Uh, someone I'm with kills somebody. I'm not responsible for that. But, of course, any reason to knock pe- lock people up nowadays, let's stack the deck. 25 counts for one, for one felony. 25 instead of one. Come on. You like paying for people to live in prison? Because you're paying for them. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're on welfare because you're paying for them anyway, but I'm not assuming they're on any kind of welfare. They both work. Now, see, just because they're black doesn't mean I think they're on welfare. White people are on welfare. Natives are on welfare. I don't know if any Asians are on welfare. I never ran into that. Just about every other type of people I've run into on welfare are down from the political insider. The White House is currently going through massive shakeup. It was just announced that Ezra Cohen Watnick, the senior director for intelligence on the National Security Council, has been fired. <clears throat> the inside scoop is Cohen-Watnick's fate was probably sealed due to the fact that he was hired under the short tenure of former General Michael Flynn as National Security Advisor. General McMaster, who's going to be fired, has sought to eliminate individuals who were appointed by Flynn. Oh, oh, and another one I read it. Please no, Trump supporters. Mm, I wonder which one is... See, fake news. I don't, It's hard to know what's fake news. This is a big deal. National Security Advisor General McMaster appreciates the good work accomplished in the NSC's intelligence di- directorate under Ezra Cohen's leadership. But I got to go to a break. Jump Quapin Radio Show, you stay tuned because we'll be right back. <laughs> When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. 
This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel like global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-credit vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks, and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our base somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. <laughs> what will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense. When there's no documentation, that's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Land, across the nation, sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. Jake's Ham Sandwich Rule. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican (laughs) candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A all man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the 
the difference. This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. We don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana. With it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Welcome back to the Aguabin Radio Show, hour half of one. No, hour two. That went fast. Hour two. Hmm. All right, where was I? Uh, yeah, we took a bit of McMaster in the White House and the National Intelligence There's Agency. absolutely not one person he can trust except Steve Bannon. How do you know he can trust Steve Bannon? Oh, he's from, he's been a, he was a co-owner of Breitbart. He's, uh, yeah, but supposedly he's alt-right. That's what they say. They're idiots. I did. Look, I don't know who made up alt-right, but it was stupid. Yes, very much so. All right. Oh, and his kids. <laughs> he can trust his kids and his wife. National Security Advisor General McMaster appreciates the work accomplishments in the NSC's intelligence directorate under Ezra Cohen's leadership, the White House official said. He has determined that, at this time, a different set of experiences is best suited to carrying that work forward. General McMaster is confident that Ezra will make many further significant contributions to national security in another position in the administration. And Cohen-Watnick was not the only major National Security Council official to be fired on Wednesday. Rich Higgins, a close ally of Steve Bannon's, was also dismissed after writing a controversial memo which indicated deep state actors were waging political warfare against the president. They are. But the biggest story is H.R. McMaster himself is likely on his way out. Trump is looking at replacing him with CIA Director Mike Pompeo while shipping McMaster to Afghanistan. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry, all these people, go ahead, ship them out of the country. They all turned out to be pieces of crap. Right? Right. Now, you said I said to you, if he fires these people, then that's it. And you said, no, they can rehire all these people if they want. They can do whatever they want. And everybody's saying that this is such a friggin' uproar and it's, it's chaotic. It's chaotic because the progs are making it chaotic. Because people that he's chosen has lied to him. They did. But you can't know that until you test them. Right. That's what CEOs do. do and managers do. 
Higher fire, higher fire. You can't know 100% if you're hiring the right person until after they're in the job. Is he okay? He says something's eating him. Faster! The President Trump is looking at shifting CIA Director Mike Pompeo to the White House as National Security Advisor, according to the report Wednesday evening. The move would bump H.R. McMaster, the current National Security Advisor. McMaster, a three-star Army general, would in turn be sent to Afghanistan to command U.S. forces in that country. The New York Times reported, citing several unnamed administrative officials. Here we go again. Unnamed administrative I thought we were putting up at unnamed sources anymore. The move could help McMaster earn his fourth star. Trump has reportedly expressed frustration with General John Nicholson Jr., the top U.S. general in Afghanistan, because the U.S. and its allies are not winning the war there. The White House shuffle, if it came to pass, would be the latest in a string of staffing changes, including the exit of Rents Priebus as chief of staff. Should never Rents Priebus is a piece of crap. Should never be. He's, he's part of the elitist Republican Party. He was replaced by John Kelly, a retired general who had been serving as Secretary of Homeland Security. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call the shakeup. And expect a lot more of it because there's a lot of people in the deep state. That bureaucracy has probably got millions of people that work for it. Millions! No, I'm not going to look it up, but I know how big the bureaucracies are. It's got to be millions of people. It's just too much. All right. Supposedly this is going to be up from Fox News. Oh, by the way, thank you, Paul Shanklin. Shanklin.com for uh, that parody. Sneaking in America. And thank you for your parody. By the way, he's just standing right by this generator. He's just standing there. But he's crying. He's just standing there. There's nothing around him. And he's dying. Which is probably the case. Okay, back to Fox News. Forget about classic sports and luxury cars. The hottest collectibles today are trucks. According to the latest Haggerty Vehicle Rating, which tracks how the value of a historic vehicle is performing relative to the entire market, the 1945-1968 Dodge Power Wagon and 1966-1977 Ford Bronco are killing it. Both have a 95 rating, with 50 being the average. The Bronco is currently riding a wave of interest generated by the looming return of nameplate in 2020. That's driven values of top examples from just over $50,000 to $60,000 in the past year. Meanwhile, power wagons are having their own moment. Restoration companies are selling luxed-up versions of the tough-looking trucks for over $200,000, and the cleanest originals have jumped in value from 45000 to 57800 since last May. Trucks, Brian. Gas-guzzling trucks. It's a collector's, dear. Another truck from the Big Three, the 1973 to 87 Chevrolet CK pickup series, was next on the list. See, mine's in 89. It was smart to stop at 87. Mine's got a host of problems. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any money to fix the host of problems. I just love that, you know, this is America. We need trucks. 
look, the, we can't afford to lay railroad tracks all crisscrossing across the country so people can get to work. We have roads. We have to drive. The average commute is about a half an hour. One way. What, are you going to walk? Well, that's the thing. that People do not realize this. We are, again, they want to turn us into Europe. We're not Europe. We can't be. It we, The cost alone is prohibitive. We're already $20 trillion in debt. Come on. I mean, one country is the size of Maryland. Look, we can't, look, some places as small as Manhattan, it works. Manhattan's not that big. You get as you get away from Manhattan, even in New York, it starts getting less and less. Like even in the outer boroughs, it's less convenient than if you're in Manhattan. But uh, if you're all the way out Long Island, boy, that Long Island Railroad train drive is two and a half hours. Well, and they started reconstructing all of the rail lines in New York, so they're diverting everything. It's a complete mess. Don't I can tell you? That's why we left. Yep. <laughs> It's pretty easy to see the writing on the wall. <clears throat> Another, where was I? Uh, the power wagon, by the way. If you don't know what a power wagon is, uh, I trying to figure out a way to talk about him without <laughs> jackass. Uh, that was his truck, his pickup truck, the yellow pickup truck. That was his Dodge power wagon. Ah. Uh. I wonder how much money he got for it. All right. <clears throat> Or was I? Uh, the CK Pickup Series was next on the list with a 94 rating that tied it with the high-performance 1994 to 1996 Chevrolet Impala SS. Really? I thought I figured you'd go back to the like, early 70s Impala or late 60s Impala. The 1976... 1986 to 1986, Jeep CJ7, a former chop, uh, chart topper, filled out the top five with a 93 rating. And you wonder why I can't afford to buy a CJ. <laughs> Jeeps are too expensive. Uh, write it down. From the Diplomat. At the eastern end of the vast Tibetan plateau lies a sprawling monastery named Larungar, which is the largest Tibetan Buddhist institute in the world, and a monumental landmark to Tibetan culture, religion, and history. In its home to anywhere between 10,000 and 40,000 residents, including monks, nuns, and visiting students, because Larungar sits at the elevation of over 13,000 feet, it has become known as the City in the Sky. Not to be for you know confused with Lucy in the sky with diamonds, which is LC, LSD if you didn't know. I was always surprised. I'm not big on you know being able to pick up the words of songs, but some songs like that are pretty obvious, and it's amazing how many people don't get it. It's just I question it. <laughs> Speaking of trucks, I might be selling mine so. Anybody out there looking for a 1994 Land Rover Defender 90? Let me know. Because I'm thinking of getting rid of it. All right, back to the down from the diplomat. At the end of the vast Tibetan plateau lies a sprawling monastery named Larungar. <laughs> I love that. Larungar. 
which is the largest Tibetan Buddhist institute in the world and a monumental landmark to Tibetan culture, religion, and history. It is home to anywhere between 10,000 and 40,000 residents, including monks, nuns, and visiting students. Because Larangar sits at an elevation of over 13,000 feet, it has become known as the city in the sky. But in June 2016, the Chinese government in Beijing issued an order that stated that site had become overcrowded and its population had to be reduced to a maximum of 5,000 by October 2017. Within weeks, work teams descended on the peaceful community and began tearing down people's homes, reducing cabins to nothing more than splintered wood and shattered glass. The owners were forced to sign documents agreeing not to return to the area again and to uphold the unity of the nation. They were then forced to board buses and were taken away. Oh, China's a great country. Last year, around 3,730 residents were made, made to leave the 172 monks' residences and 1,328 nuns' residences were destroyed. A total of 1,500 residents demolished. Further, demolition began earlier this year. The entire process from eviction through to demolition and finally to forced removal by bus is opaque, said a spokesperson for advocacy organization Free Tibet. The authorities in the area have shared no information on the plight of those who are removed, with people saying families are forced to house any relatives who have been bussed out of Loringar. As pictures began to emerge of the destruction, human rights groups and international organizations called it a crackdown on religious freedoms and an attempt by the Chinese government to destroy an icon of Tibetan culture. Of course, why didn't we stop them when they invaded Tibet? Who was president then? Ooh, fun lookup, huh? But with travel to the area severely restricted for international travelers, the media, and aid organizations, it was almost impossible to see firsthand what was taking place. However, one young Canadian Chinese man was able to reach Larangar due to his Chinese background and ability to speak fluent Mandarin. Well, they, they invaded Tibet, they claimed it was originally one of their colonies, and they took it back. But so was Japan, so was all of Southeast Asia. All of those people that settled there were Chinese colonists. Now, they're trying to cater them. Why do you think Taiwan is such an issue? They, they want Taiwan back. They say it's their land. I say, you were gone for too long to start claiming these places. Uh, now, we don't allow people to just take things over anymore. Oh, wait, we do. Look at Ukraine. Oh, sorry. Oh, who's that president again? Oh, it's just a fun lookup. Anyway. Well, they want these places back because of resources. Of course, I know that. Well, I'm just telling the folks they might not know that. <laughs> that's why we were sent. That's why the uh, colonists were sent to America, because Britain needed the resources. And that's why, and a lot of, and... They got Except rid of they them. forgot about their colonists for thousands of years. Oh, <laughs> I forget, China did. I forgot how many hundreds of years. China, China. did. Okay. That's what I said. Yeah. China. Now they want to. Now it's modern day world. We don't allow people to invade other countries and take them over just because they claim once upon a time it used to be theirs. Once upon a time, everything used to be somebody else's. Everything throughout history, 
There's always someone else's. You have point, oh, look, Indians owned America. We stole it from them. No, they didn't own anything because they didn't understand private property ownership. So that's why they were backward tribal people, because they're collectivists. Collectivism never works out well. It doesn't inspire growth. All right, the Looney Tootie Global Warming Report. From CNSnews.com. Uh, just trying to sound like crazy chicken for a minute. <clears throat> More U.S. adults consider the Islamic State and cybersecurity as major threats to the country than consider global climate change to be a major threat, according to a survey released Tuesday by the nonpartisan Pew Research Center. I'm glad. This is good news. Right? <laughs> the respondents were asked about eight possible threats, including ISIS, climate change, foreign cyber attacks, state of the global economy, migrating refugees, and the world influence of the United States, communist China, and Russia. In the United States, the top answer was the Islamic State, with 74% of Americans saying it was a major threat. In second place was cyber attacks from Americans saying it was a major threat. I mean, uh, foreign, oh, sorry, second place was cyber attacks from foreign forces such as China or Russia at 71%. 56% of Americans said global climate change was a major threat. That's bad news. 56, that's over, that's a majority. It's how stupid we've become. Well, look, look at Hillary's votes. Hmm. In most of the European countries surveyed, France, Germany, Italy, Netherlands, Poland, and the United Kingdom, and Russia, the largest percentage of people also said that Islamic State was a major threat. Researchers polled 41,953 people from 38 countries around the globe from February 16th to May 8, 2017. Man-made global climate change is made up. It's fake news. It's fake science. That's a new hashtag, fake science. That's what man-made global climate change is. Yes, it's fake science. Carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. Fake science. Yep, you may want to believe it, but it's fake science. Oh, you took science in school, did you? That's fake science, too. Taught by fake science teachers. Just so we're straight. All right, from Constitution.com. <clears throat> Australian scientists at the Bureau of Meteorology, BOM, ordered a review of temperature recording instruments after the government agency was caught tampering with temperature logs in several locations. Australian scientists at the Bureau of Meteorology, BOM, ordered a review of temperature recording instruments after the government agency was... Didn't I just read that? I'm losing my mind, I think. I can't take it anymore. Agency officials admit that the problem with instruments recording low temperatures likely happened in several locations throughout Australia, but they refuse to admit to manipulating temperature readings. BOM located missing logs in Goldburn and the Snow Mountains, both of which are in New South Wales. Meteorologist Lance Pigeon. What? What kind of family name is Pigeon? <laughs> 
Wash 13 Degrees Fahrenheit Goldburn recording from July 2nd disappeared from the Bureau's website. The temperature readings fluctuated briefly and then disappeared from the government's website. Didn't we report that they were putting these, uh, these measuring... Yes, I've reported all kinds of things. Yeah, they were put the, next to, like, buildings that had hot air blowing out and... <laughs> There's a whole bunch of rules they didn't follow any of them. Because if they followed them, they wouldn't get hot temperatures. Well, right. Can't be near a dryer vent. Right. Can't be near a building. Can't be uh, and near asphalt. Has to be three feet off the ground. That All of that was violated with all the machines that they put out in America. None of them doing it over there. They have to lie. It's not real. That We have not warmed as a globe at all in ten years. That's the story you're never going to hear. That's why they came to climate change. Because global warming isn't happening. Well, on top of that, Brian, we need carbon dioxide. The plants need carbon dioxide to grow. And we need the plants to breathe. And they release oxygen. It's something called... Boys and girls, are you ready for this? Photosynthesis. Today's word. That's what I don't get about these progs. They don't know that we would die without plants. They don't know anything about the environment. Enviro-Nazis are just crazy. They, they know nothing about science or the environment at all. You know, all these people that are communists and progressives, they really do have a mental disorder. I know. They have some to kind of To buy into gene. collectivist crap, you have to be a little slow. They have some kind of a gene missing. Probably vegetarians. I, I, this is really scary to me that the, uh, this amount of people believe this. It is a really scary situation we're in right now. No, nah, because Trump's not going to let any of that affect us. The, the, I don't care if 56% of the people in the world care. Uh, 56% of Americans don't. No, and and actually, fifty six percent of Americans are conservationists. No, what I was trying, I was just pointing out the number doesn't go with right. us, it, right? Not fifty. They were not polled. Notice America wasn't in the list of places they polled, right? Oh, and by the way, our piece of crap, idiot, representative Don Tester. I hate, detest this man. Oh yeah, he's got a negative F rating in immigration. I've never seen an F negative before from, uh, oh, what's that? USA? No? No. Numbers USA? Numbers USA. I, I'd see that before. Uh, but anyway. He is now, now Steve Daines was our representative and now. He's our senator. He's one of. Okay. And, um, Zinke was our representative. No, is the representative. Was. Now he's. Now he's he's a. No. The head of he's the head, head of, of um, what, what do you call put him in the Forest Service. He's, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Department of okay. Agriculture, right? Or yeah, that's what they put in the head in. So what Tester is doing? Because we, I get stupid in my inbox from Tester because he's so proud of what he's doing, and I just feel like it's amazing. Fashion. He doesn't he doesn't send me emails. Yeah, he sends me emails. That's because I contacted him about the VA things. Zinky does too. Um, not Zinky Danes. Dan but, sends me stuff too because I send stuff to them and I send stuff to Tester, but he, he he gives me a form email and that's it. So Tester is so proud of himself because he's going to um, Zinky to 
implore him to keep the public, all the public lands in Montana public and not give it back to the state. He's so proud. Yeah, Zinke already agreed to that during his stupid uh, nomination. That's uh, because they want the money, Brian. And, uh, yes, and I don't want, look, I'm pissed off at Zinke anyway. I voted for him in. I voted As a representative. For, I voted him in to be the representative at large for Montana. I did not vote him into that position to then move to a different position, leaving the seat open again for some other idiot to get their way in there. There's such a danger with this stuff. And besides, you you agreed to take this job. The job lasts X amount of years. You don't get to just, oh, I, want a, I get a better appointment. I got a better yep. option. Yep. No, that's no, no, no. A, that's, you don't get to do that. It's power. And here's the other thing. I don't believe Zinke anymore about anything. Because I never liked the fact that every damn email I got from him said Navy SEAL. It's yeah. about power. It's nice you were a Navy SEAL, but you are not a Navy SEAL. And putting that in there is is baiting. It's trying to bump yourself up because you were a Navy SEAL. Being a Navy SEAL doesn't mean you know anything about politics. Not one of the requirements to be a Navy SEAL. Well, that's the Actually, other thing. they encourage them not to get involved in politics well, at all. Well, and if you think about it, the our servicemen... They will only say their credentials if they are um, either on a talk show hall, or, you know, to to if they're talking about what they know about, you know, like the war and Afghanistan right, and being right, in Iraq. Right. They would say that just like I would say I was an, a, well, an look, RN. You, in an interview, you could say I was a Navy SEAL with SEAL, SEAL team, whatever. I served from blah to blah. I have no problem with that. But in your name on the email, every SEAL, Navy SEAL, Navy SEAL, it's in the in the name. Okay, so then what's the difference of me putting um, RN after mine, retired RN? Because it's not a military. Right, because I, I got my bachelor's of science in nursing. So That's I That's correct, you're not an RN, you're a BSN. I'm a BSN. You are no longer an RN. Well, I'm retired RN. You are no longer an RN, or you have a license with the state. That's what registered nurse means. Registered with the state. Well, they, you're no longer registered with the same. My, but my articles they required me to put RN so that it, it's my expertise, and that's why. Well, I'm that's when you started about. when you had, were an RN. Yeah, no, I asked them about that. They said, "No, you're always going to be an RN." No, they're wrong. You well, they want it in my name. So. BSN, you will always be. You earned that degree, Bachelor of Science in Nursing. You earned that degree. RN is just a registered nurse with the state. So, anybody, anybody who you know. Can get through two years of school, can be an RN with the state. So this is you had a bachelor's degree, which is higher than just a regular RN. So that's our pet peeve because why are they calling everybody when they're not anymore president or ambassador? It's like you know, even Newt Gingrich, they keep calling him speaker. speaker. Yeah, I know. It's like no. give me a freaking break. It's an old tradition. I just don't, you know, don't don't. It's okay to say former. That's what I'm saying. But the former president. Former Speaker of the House. That's fine. But you don't call him Mr. Speaker, Mr. President, because there's only one Mr. President. And right now it's Donald J. Trump. Anyway, back to Looney Tooney Nazi nonsense. The temperature dropped to minus 10. 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Stayed there for some time and then changed to minus 10.4. 14 degrees Fahrenheit. And then it disappeared. They're, they use they use Celsius. This writer should have put that in there. 
10 minus 10 C Celsius, or th- which is 13 degrees Fahrenheit. Pigeon said, Pigeon. <laughs> I would hate to be called Pigeon. <laughs> I thought my last name was tough. Adding that he notified scientist Jennifer Morose. Morohasi? Morohasi. I don't know what kind of name that is. About the problem, who then brought the readings to the attention of the Bureau. The Bureau would later restore the original 13-degree Fahrenheit reading after a brief question-and-answer session with Morohasi. The Bureau's quality control system, designed to filter out spurious low or high values, was set to minus 10 minimum for Goldburn, which is why the record automatically adjusted, a Bureau spokesman told reporters Monday. BOM added that there are limits placed on how low temperatures could go in some very cold areas of the country. Why would there be a limit? That You can't limit. When you limit it, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. I, I think they think it does. Because this makes no sense at all. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, this makes no sense at all. Uh, limits are placed on how low temperatures could go. Like, no, you measure the temperature. You don't set a limit. If it goes below that, we're not paying attention. What? Oh, so skewing your data then. Right? Makeup data. Yeah, all made up. Anyway, we're going to go to break. 406-565-4189 is the number to call in. And... We're going to go to a small commercial break. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. 
Attention users of the blood thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. Radio show, hour half of two. Yeah, I don't pay attention to you. You pay attention to me. You want to do this? It's uh, second I, hour. You do it. No. Yeah, about time you contributed. Do it. I will tell them about my book. Well, I guess we're not going to tell them about how to make money. Then. Anyway, if you need something to read this summer at the beach, I have children's books at Amazon.com. And ebooks, I, ebooks. I know, e- I'm getting you there. You have to say ebooks, not books. Okay, ebooks, e-books at Amazon.com. 
do a search for Susan Francis Bonner, F-R-A-N-C-E-S, Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, and my ebooks will come up. One is a nursing book, Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America, and I have three children's books that were illustrated by my nephew who was autistic. And you can download them all different forms. So go to Amazon.com and search for Susan Francis Bonner, and you will find my books. All different forms. This is an ebook. That's it. And thank you very much for people who have already purchased it. I really appreciate that. It is just an ebook. Nothing more. They are all ebooks. Why? Because it doesn't cost anything to print the books. And if you you know if you're at Amazon and you, you're like oh no, it's only Kindle no they have it they have a, a thing for that if you don't have Kindle they have a a desktop app you could use well probably more than just a desktop app I haven't checked it in a long while but anyway just most of you know what Amazon is and what they could do but if you don't know about smile.amazon.com it's time you did. At smile.amazon.com, you are shopping on Amazon. But through smile.amazon.com, 1% of every purchase you make goes to a charity of your choosing. It's kind of cool. All right. uh, Again, back to these so-called scientists. Uh, There's too many scientists keep getting caught being non-scientific in this nonsense of climate change don't you think so uh you know bureau's chief executive andrew johnson told australian environment minister josh friedenberg that the failure to record the low temperature at goldburn in early july was due to faulty equipment and lies a similar failure wiped out a reading of 13 degrees fahrenheit at threadbow top on july 16th Even though temperatures at the station have been recorded as low as 5.54 degrees Fahrenheit. Failure to observe the low temperatures have been interpreted by a member of the community in such a way as to imply the Bureau sought to manipulate the data record, Johnson said, according to the Australian. I categorically reject this implication. What do you mean? You've already admitted you set the low temperature to 10 degrees Fahrenheit. I I don't understand what the problem here is. You can't, if you set the limit at at 10 degrees Celsius, whatever it was, uh, yeah, Celsius, then it's not going to read below 10 degrees Celsius. Hence, you have skewed the results because you don't have a limit on the high temperature, but you have a limit on the low temperature. You're setting up. You're setting up the whole premise for global climate change, and especially warming. See, I don't know, you guys didn't get the message. It's climate change now, not global warming. Stop trying to prove it's warming. Maro Hase, for her part, told reporters that Johnson's claims are nearly impossible to believe, given that there are screenshots that show that the very low temperatures before being quote-unquote quality-assured out. It could take several weeks before the equipment is eventually tested, reviewed, and ready for service, Johnson said. 
I have taken steps to ensure that the hardware at this location is replaced immediately, he added, to ensure that I have full assurance on these matters. I have actioned an internal review of our AWS network and associated data quality control process for temperature observations. Telling me these things you're going to do after you're busted doesn't doesn't count, buddy. doesn't go anywhere. You are busted fudging the numbers. It's like all the other climate change moron scientists out there, so-called scientists. BOM has been put under microscope before for similar manipulations. The agency has accused, was accused in 2014 of tampering with the country's temperature record to make it appear as if temperatures had warmed over the decades, according to reports in August 2014. Morohase claimed at the time that BOM-adjusted temperature records are propaganda and not science. She analyzed raw temperature data from places across Australia, compared them to BOM data, and found the agency's data created an artificial warming trend. Morohase said BOM adjustments changed Aussie temperature records from a slight cooling trend to one of dramatic warming over the past century. Slightly cooling trend. Again, climate changes. Climate change happens. All the time. Just not man-made. But they're man-mating all the numbers up for you, so you've got to give up your stuff for everybody else in the world, otherwise the whole globe is going to die. I'm selfish. I don't care. From the Daily Caller by Drew Johnson. On Friday, Al Gore's sequel to An Inconvenient Truth, An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power, arrives at movie theaters across the country. Truth to Power, really? There's no truth in it. And I don't know what power you're referring to. But there's another inconvenient sequel worth noting. And... Like most sequels, this one is even worse than the original. Gore's hypocritical home energy use and do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do lifestyle has plunged to embarrassing new depths. In just a year, Gore burned through enough energy to power the typical American household for more than 21 years, according to a new report by the National Center for Public Policy Research. The former vice president consumed 230,889 kilowatt hours at his Nashville residence, which includes his home, pool, and driveway entry gate electric meters. A typical family uses an average of 10,812 kilowatt hours of electricity per year, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. It gets worse. Last September alone, Gore devoured 30,993 kilowatt hours of electricity. That's enough to power 34 average American homes for a month. Over the last 12 months, Gore has used more electricity just heating his outdoor swimming pool than six typical homes use in a year. Okay, he lives in Tennessee. Why does he have to have a heated pool? Because he likes a constant temperature. My God. And he's lecturing us. That's right. Do as I do, not as I say. Well, that's the Prague mantra. No, I did it backwards. Strike that. Reverse it. 
Sorry, where was I? Uh, uh, the National Obtained Environmentalist Energy Usage Information from Individuals at Nashville Electric Service, the utility that provides electricity to Gore's home and much of Middle Tennessee. In 2007, the day after Gore won an Academy Award for an inconvenient truth, I, it's inconvenient because it's untrue, I revealed Gore's hypocritically high electric bills. In some months, I discovered his residents gobbled up to 20 times more electricity than the average American household. When Gore's inconvenient truth became public knowledge, he promised to change his ways and gave his prosperity a green makeover, his property, sorry, a green makeover. Gore added 33 solar panels at a price tag of approximately $60,000. He also upgraded the home's windows and ductwork, replaced the insulation, put in a driveway rainwater collection system, and installed a geothermal heating. Yeah, he's collecting water. It's he, <laughs> not collecting water. They might have some place where he's collecting heat using it. Installed geothermal heating system. Okay, if they have, if it has all of this, how the heck does it use so much energy? The Nobel laureate, another one that doesn't deserve it, also heroically went to the trouble of replacing his incandescent light bulbs with compact fluorescent ones. By the way, don't let those things break. They're full of mercury. In total, the renovations are estimated to cost well over $250,000. But the home's green facelift wasn't enough to offset Gore's colossal energy consumption. Despite spending more than a quarter million dollars on making his home more environmentally friendly, his energy consumption is higher than ever. Those 33 solar panels generate about 12,000 kilowatt hours of electricity a year. Way more than enough energy to power a typical American household. Gore is such an enormous energy hog, however, that his gigantic rooftop solar array produces just 5.7% of the electricity he uses in his home, or enough to power his home for a measly 25, uh, 21 days. Gore also claims that his environmental sins are washed clean because he contributes to Green Power Switch a scheme in which customers can donate extra money beyond the cost of their power bill to support green energy efforts. The money goes to the Tennessee Valley Authority, the source of NES electricity, to fund renewable energy projects. Gore even told the Today Show that his home uses 100% renewable energy, but that is an outright lie. No, he, it does use 100% of his, his available renewable energy. That's it, yeah. It doesn't say 100% of his energy consumption. Well, and the thing is that he lives on the grid, number one, right? Yes, and so you, they turn back the clock. They turn back the meter when they're, when you have extra electricity. But it sounds like he just consumes so much he never has any extra electricity. And everyone thinks this is such an easy lifestyle to do, and it's such an easy thing, and it's cheap. It's not. It's neither. That's why they pulled that what we were watching with, uh, what's that weird guy that had the solar? He was, so, you know, he was all Mr. Egg Beg- Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, you want know to pull that, right? Because everybody watching it will like his wife. <laughs> oh, screw this. I ain't living like that. He put people off of renewable energy. The show was designed to promote it, but it did the reverse. That's why it was taken off the air. 
It's not easy to live the way you and I live, Brian. No, and it's easier to live the way you and I live than the way he lives. Well, he had running water. He, he lives ha- in California. I know, <laughs> I'm just saying. he's He lives on the grid, so it's easier for him to live like that. We do not. Um, I don't think he was on the grid. I don't think you can get off the grid if you live in town. Um, I don't think that's an option. Some places say you can't, but there's no such thing as a law that says you have to hook up your utilities to the utility power company. Actually, we did do a story about... A yes, we did do it, and they were wrong. They lost. In the end, they lost. But it took a lot of fighting, and he was a vet, too. It had to be done. Because he didn't want to hook up. No, and I wouldn't either. And why should I pay you to hook up to something I don't even want to hook up to? I told them that down south when they wanted to put in a, uh, a we were in sewer? North Florida. They wanted to put in a sewer system. We'll call it county, our county. And uh, we had, we're perfectly good functioning. Um, what are those things called? Septic tank. Worked great. Never had to pump it out. Nothing. No problems at all. Well, that's because I didn't use bleach and all but, that other stuff. Well, because I didn't let you. <laughs> they wanted to charge me $5,000 to hook up to it, and the hookup was mandatory. I told them. I said, I wouldn't come to my house to hook it up if I were you. I'll, you'll be met with a shotgun. You are not hooking my property up to any utilities. Period. We had electricity already. But, yeah, they were trying to make it mandatory. We all had to pay. <laughs> Thankfully, more people in the county feel, felt like I did back then, and the whole thing fell apart. And this was all designed to bail out one small little town called St. Mark's. It's a fishing town, fishing village. And they they uh, were so close to the waterline yep. that they would they couldn't have septic tanks. So they had holding tanks that had to be pumped out, pumped into a truck, and hauled away. So to alleviate that, they had lobbied to get this whole sewer thing going. But this was just really for one little teeny village. (laughs) I mean, really teeny. And, And don't live there if you can't handle living there. Or get some other solution as a community. There's no other solution. Just shut up and have their holding tanks pumped out. You shouldn't live at sea level. It's not a good place to be. Above sea level, it's good. It floods all the time. Even though it couldn't have a septic tank, but it also flooded all the time. And you have to go get uh, get yourself some St. Mark's Nikes. No, it's, they also pan, they were called Panacea Nikes. Panacea Nikes. Because Panacea also was a fishing village. Panama City, you mean? No, Panacea. Oh, Panacea. It was the opposite of St. Mark's. I don't know. They were white rubber boots. <laughs> it was the opposite yeah, of well, St. Mark's. still needed it in St. Mark's. Still needed it in St. Mark's. They had the same boots in St. Mark's. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why they called them Panacea Nikes, but they did. Uh, but, yeah, in this case, it was St. Mark's Nikes. Because you go down there, but it's funny. you got to have rubber boots yeah, but to you know, walk around. What you just said is a prime example of taking back your county. Yes. Of course it is. But unfortunately, you're going to have to be fighting with people who don't agree. That's what I was doing down there. Right. Again, you're going to have to be willing to put people off. And I know it's anxiety. It's a, it's a very high anxiety lifestyle to keep fighting with people with power. 
I, I feel your pain. Uh, I still can't believe that they're doing that. I cannot believe this is happening to my country and Donald Trump. I just, I cannot believe it. There's no one he can trust. This is a different article, Susan. You're late. <clears throat> just because Gore donates to Green Power Switch Program doesn't mean he receives green energy at his home. Gore gets the same electricity every other Nashville resident receives, 87% of which comes from nuclear, coal, and natural gas power plants. About 10% of Gore's electricity comes from the TVA's environmentally devastating dams. Only a puny 3% comes from renewable sources such as solar and wind. Not counting the $432 a month Gore spends on his green power switch indulgences, the green extremist shells out about $22,000 a year to pay his electric bills. Spending more than $1,800 a month on an energy bill would sink most Americans, but it's pocket change to Gore. He has manipulated environmental concerns into a big business. When his term as vice president ended in 2001, Gore's net worth was less than $2 million. Today, Gore is worth an estimated $300 million. Gore apologists argue that his large home is the reason for his massive energy consumption. That's not true either. According to Energy Vanguard, oh, by the way, um, that doesn't sit with the minimalist uh, millennials out there, environment Nazis that want you to live in... Smaller, smaller places. Why does Al Gore need a mansion? If he had to clean it, you know, he wouldn't have one, right? <laughs> That's a big, big cleaning. He's got a whole staff. Butlers, cooks, housemaids, everything. We aren't even talking about that. Why do all our politicians have so much money? They're All of them are millionaires. Because they've, it's just, I told you, it's circus and bread, and they've turned this into a profit filled environments it, they're all money launder so that they all get super rich i it, i mean a million dollars is rich to me 300 million dollars that's a lot of money that's almost as much people in the united states according to energy oh, i did that um According to Energy Vanguard, a company devoted to making homes more energy efficient, a resident that uses less than 10 kilowatts per kilowatt hours of electricity per square foot each year is considered efficient. Homes that gulp down more than 20 kilowatts hours of electricity per square foot each year are labeled energy hogs. Gore's house consumed... 22.9 kilowatt hours per square foot in the past 12 months, making him a huge energy hog by any measure. Astonishingly, Gore also owns at least two other homes, a penthouse in San Francisco and a farmhouse in Carthage, Tennessee. So his carbon footprint is even larger than it appears. The former Veep has become a prophet of environmentalism. Ah, the Green Goblin a religion he helped create. But he is a false prophet. He appears to exploit his followers for recognition and money, and it's unclear whether he actually believes a word he says. 
He knows he's lying. Of course he doesn't believe a word he says. Al Gore is happy to talk the talk, but has proven completely unwilling to walk the walk when it comes to living a green lifestyle. And that should make every person question the messenger as well as the message. Yes, like that Kennedy freak. Uh, what's what's his name? The the weird young Kennedy who's a giant prog. Yeah, I have to go to break. Sun Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing. So I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Yeah, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. <laughs> okay, look. You want to solve this problem? I want to get my pardon. So why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brandon's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the President, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He's acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done, uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. 
I have found that a certain type that calls himself a liberal, and I always thought I was a liberal. <laughs> I came up terribly surprised one time when I found that I was a right-wing conservative <laughs> extremist. When I have listened to everybody's point of view that I ever met, and then decide how I should feel. I mean, but these this so-called new liberal group, uh, Jesus, they never they never listen to your point of view, and they make a decision as to what you think, and uh, they're articulate enough and in control of enough of the press to force that. Uh, uh, image out for the average person. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend 17 million dollars a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. All right, so you want to know how you can listen to the show live? Well, for the foreseeable future, you can catch us at uncooperativeradio.com. Let's see, it's 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain. And everybody else can figure it out. We can be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, LinkedIn, Yabba Dabba Do, whatever. Do a search. You can... Find us at all over the place. We have a Facebook page for the show, but of course, that's locked up by Facebook. But please, just keep going over over there, interacting, liking, loving, all that kind of stuff, you know, because uh, if, if we get to a million, I might get the page back. Dinesh D'Souza got his back. If you want my private Facebook, it's Brian Bonner 90 to spell the name right. We have a Twitter account. Of course, it's being it's being suppressed, but we all can still interact there. It's still worth going to for for everybody else's and what they're putting up in there. It's a, doing a good thing there. So, if you're a Twitter person, go look for Uncooperative Radio and uh, like, comment, post, whatever. If you want my private Twitter account. It's at Brian Bonner. We are rebroadcasted on RedStateTalkRadio.com, which has two stations of 24-7 streaming conservative talk radio. 
We are on the Encore channel. Saturday and Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. That's it. That's 8 p.m. Mountain Time. All right, through them, you could also catch us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and Red State Talk Radio is already pre-programmed by Amazon for Alexa. So, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Bam! Done. Ha <laughs> If you're out of data, don't have an internet connection, whatever the and you need to listen to some conservative talk radio, Red State Talk Radio has listener lines. One for each channel. You can listen. Can't interact. You can just listen. If you want to call into the show, they have call-in numbers. So, there's two numbers for each station. Don't confuse them. While you're there, check out the Red State Talk Radio free newsletter. If you don't like it, you can always unsubscribe, and we don't track it, so we won't know. You've probably heard paid commercials on the show, and it they, we do not get paid to air commercials. We only get paid when people call the number in the commercial. So, please, write if you're interested at all, write down the number in the commercial. They say it like three, four times. Please. And go that way. Because if you can find it on your own later, I won't get paid. Ad company won't get paid. And that's not good. There is no obligation to buy anything. My job is to send you there. Their job is to sell it to you. We get paid either way. All right. So where was I? I don't know. Ah, uh, the former Veep has become a prophet of environmentalism, a religion he helped create, but he is a false prophet. Al Gore is happy to talk the talk, but has proven completely unwilling to walk the walk when it comes to living a green lifestyle, and that should make every person question the messenger as well as the message. Oh, did you know this? guess it's another segment that i didn't know about from bloomberg american green inc a maker of cannabis products is taking an unusual step to attract new customers that it capitalizes on california legalizing marijuana it's buying an entire town the company has acquired the teeny burg of nipton california for about five million dollars and plans to invest as much as $2.5 million over the next 18 months to create a pot-friendly tourist destination. The purchase includes 120 acres of land with a general store, a hotel, a school building, and mineral baths. American Green, based in Tempe, Arizona, will use the existing structures and build new ones, powered by renewable energy, to revitalize the town, said project manager Stephen Sheeran. Ideally, the outpost will spawn imitators, he said. We thought that showing that there was a viable means of having a cannabis-friendly municipality and further making it energy independent could be a way of really inspiring folks to say, hey, why can't we do that here? The move shows how far marijuana has moved out of the shadows despite an uncertain federal policy outlook. With pot now legalized for recreational and medicinal use in California, Nevada, and six other states, 
one in five American adults can consume the formerly taboo plant as they please. That's created an opportunity for companies to try and make cannabis a more mainstream product. Pamela Johnson, Senior Vice President at Electrum Partners, a cannabis industry advising and consulting firm, said restrictions on pot use and availability have limited tourism-related activities, but predicted it would be on par with other types of travel. But before we blink, it will soon outpace other niche affinity travel, like wine, she said. Nipton, with a population of about 20, situated in California's San Bernardino County, next to the Mojave National Preserve, and just across the border from Nevada. It's about three hours by car from Los Angeles and just an hour from Las Vegas. Temperatures soared to more than 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the summer months. The former mining town already draws visitors due to its location on the road and railway between the major cities, Sharon said. He sees curiosity about weed drawing more. Small towns have had mixed reactions to marijuana, even in states where it's legal. That's why American Green decided to take on the project. Company wants to demonstrate the benefits cannabis can provide. American Green plans to include a new facility to manufacture water infused with CBD, the cannabis component, the cannabinoids, is, is what they're called. There's about a hundred thousand of them. The cannabis component that is typically associated with reducing pain and inflammation. The new Tipton will also have a production site for edible marijuana products, retail stores, and artists in residence program. I just think it, the, the CBD water stuff is cool. They're going to have CBDs right in the water. That there's no You don't get high. There's no THC. The CBDs are separate part of the plant and it's like i said a multitude thousands of them uh and they're the things that actually do the municipal you know most of the medical stuff unless you need like for cancer patients who get hungry thc thc because they lose their appetite thc will make them hungry you get the munchies so they eat so that's that's one area where the pill that they sell uh marinol which is nothing but liquid THC in a capsule and extremely expensive. I mean, drug dealers wish they could get this much money for that much stuff. <clears throat> but the good, the, the good stuff, you got to take it back. right? You know, they try and give you Marinol because if marijuana works for you, they'll say, here's Marinol. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Marinol is only THC. It does not have CBDs in it. It's the CBDs you need for most most uses. Again, with the exception of chemotherapy, where you need something to make you eat, in which case you need lots of THC. Well, and it's funny because I had two patients that were on it, and it didn't didn't help. And everyone's unique. And it didn't help them, the Marinol. And once they went out, they were in the bathroom, and they were smoking in the hospital. And that's the only thing that got her to eat. And then I was like, yeah, well, you can't smoke in here. So, you know. Do it outside because I wasn't going to rat her out because it actually changed the whole her whole behavior and the way she was a little bit more pain free and she could eat and she was doing the stupid marinol. That's why that stuff is crap. I I love that. That's the word of the day, crap. <laughs>
I have personal experience with Maradol. It doesn't work. I mean, it just makes me stupid and tired. I'm surprised that the VA even gave it to you. <laughs> it oh, wasn't no, no. at the VA. Oh, that's right. That's when I want private insurance. I wouldn't be surprised if I asked for it. I bet I can get it at the VA. Yeah, but we want private insurance at that time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to a rheumatologist. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, remember the ponytailed idiot? Yeah. Pain management guy? <laughs> yeah. From Oregon? He's gonna, he was going to okay me for medical marijuana, uh, but only if I did community, community service. service. I'm like, I I'm disabled. I'm not working. I snapped at him, man. <laughs> you idiot. I spent seven years treating people in the ghettos of New York City. I think I've done my community service. Yep. Why don't you go do some, pinhead? Oh, I, I blew up. I screamed. Everybody with all the people just looking at me in the office. I was going off because he followed me out the door and opened his mouth. Yeah, you did the same thing at the VA. You were screaming in the hall, too. Yeah, it was we went different to that reason. <laughs> Different reason. Don't don't laugh. It's not funny at all. Uh, or I lost my place now because I. Um. All right, there. Edible marijuana products, retail stores. Uh, the project reflects a shift toward making marijuana more appealing to a broader audience. This includes reaching beyond the stereotypical stoner aesthetic and making products with milder dosages per serving size. American Green has also sought to expand sales by building a vending machine that uses biometric scanners to ensure customers are of age. The industry needs its wider acceptance to fuel its growth. Conan Company, a provider of investment and banking services, is optimistic companies will succeed succeed, and forecast the legal weed business growing to $50 billion by 2026, from $6 billion in 2016. Even as companies seek to expand the market, they face a more existential threat, looming government intervention. While President Caesar, Barack Obama, implemented policy stating it would not go after operators in states where the plant had been legalized, the Trump administration is not a fan. Uh, it, it didn't matter anyway. Uh, what was his name? Holder. Holder came to Montana and said he, they weren't going to b- touch any of the marijuana industry here. It's just not worth their time. And then six months later, raided, the, raided a whole bunch of them under the Obama's administration. So, uh, yeah, so he's not really consistent about anything, is he? Attorney General Jeff Sessions has made it clear that he sees no use for the plant, saying at one point it's not a healthy substance. Actually, it is, and you're just biased. And that's where his Christian gets in. And he should forget his Christian. Let's let's let his, let's let his his senator head get in the game. Does he understand the Constitution? Does he understand that the government can't legislate drugs illegally? Illegal, they have to amend the Constitution to get that power, just like they did for prohibition of alcohol, 18th Amendment. And then when they wanted to make it legal, the 21st Amendment. And yet, no amendment for making drugs illegal. Why is that? Oh, by the FDI, FDA is not legal either. Show me in the Constitution the power over drugs. Constitution has to be clear. There are no implied powers in the Constitution. The only one that thought that was Alexander Hamilton. 
and he was a status pig. That's giving pigs a bad name. American Green, which trades over the counter for a fraction of a penny, had lost about half its value this year through a NASDAQ. That followed a rally in 2016 as more states moved to legalize the drug. The shares, depending on their constitutions, they can make it illegal or legal. Again, I'm not studying all their constitutions. Study your own. The shares value jumped by more than 40% on Thursday, but are still worth below, well below one cent. That that's the time to buy it. If you got money, stock. One cent penny stock, that's the one to buy. It's going to go up. It is. It's going to go up. I don't don't invest your life savings in it. It's just amazing that we're talk. I mean, there's so much that I'm confused at why I'm living through this, but it's amazing we're talking about marijuana being in the stock exchange. <laughs> the gold rush built this city, Sharon said. The green rush can keep it moving the way people envisioned it years ago. They're calling it the green rush. Good for them. <laughs> we just lost a bunch of Christian listeners. <laughs> Why? Because they don't want to hear the truth? A I thought Christianity of, was all about the truth. You, you've been fighting with people on Twitter, that are Christians and conservatives, about this for Yes, and they're years. extremely closed-minded. It is a negative effect on society. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't really. What has a negative effect on society is having all these people in prison for drug, non-violent drug offenses that we have to pay for through higher taxation. I think that's incredibly bad. Much worse than a substance could be. That government is already unconstitutional and sucks up all our money. That's why our economy sucks. The bigger it is, the worse our economy is. There's a price to everything. You just can't keep building a national government and expect it to fund itself. It can't. And it can only get money from us. Well, the other thing with this is that it's it is hampering all the drug cartels in Mexico because we don't need them anymore. <laughs> oh, they switched to heroin. Uh, I just heard that today. See? We, then that's what... They, they, can't, they can't make money on marijuana anymore because all the legal places so they switched to heroin. See, if you make something illegal, the black market will fill it. It's an economy. If someone wants it, someone will provide for it. That's how it's supposed to work, even though it's illegal. Because it should be illegal. And therefore, it's unconstitutional, void, and shall not be enforced. But, my Christian friends, please, you need to have a much more open mind. Government slammed marijuana for a reason. Why did the government propagandize against a plant? Unless it has... Oh, come on, you know it has nothing to do whether they think it'll be good for you or not. It's only whether they thought it was good for them or not. No, but it can't have you having all this access to... Cheap pain medicine and clothing, because you can make clothing out of the marijuana plant. Yes, you can. It restores, it's called hemp. It restores the soil. If you up, you can grow it, till it into these farm soils that have been abused by chemicals, thanks to the government all these years, and it will bring the soil back. Very, and you can make rope out of it. I mean, I can go on. There's so many benefits besides medicinal. It's certainly not about getting stoned. You know, it's so funny you say that. Because Who the hell wants to be stoned anyway? It's a horrible experience. <laughs> it's so funny that you said that because when we were free, 
back in colonial times in the Revolutionary War, after the second year into the Revolutionary War, there was an edict set out, people, requiring and asking for people to grow marijuana because they wanted to use it on the, our ships that were fighting the British. It was sent out by the Continental Congress asking people to grow pot. Because they needed hemp. Right. Which they made rope out of. Right. But they no, had no... No, no, right. Just, you have to explain that. I just said they, they needed the rope for the ships. That no, they you didn't. The British. You said they needed it for the ships. They needed the hemp for the ships for the rope. But the, pro the thing is that they didn't have any kind of misconceptions about this plant because... We were free. They didn't give a crap what anybody did with the plant. Because <laughs> we were free. There were no laws. They just wanted to make rope. And no, it, it it is not true that they got rid of hemp making rope because the sailors were getting stoned smoking rope. I know. <laughs> First of all, the fibers you take out of the stem of the plant to make rope and clothing has no THC in it at all. So, again, you bought into more nonsense. The whole, everything around marijuana is nothing but misinformation. I happen to know people that marijuana helps medically for all kinds of things, including PTSD, by the way. You want to help our service members, right? But PTSD, but I don't give them marijuana. That might make them productive. We don't want productive veterans. They might take over. <laughs> I don't know. The government's reasoning for this is beyond my ability to understand why they would have ever made this illegal. But then they made alcohol illegal, didn't they? But they did it the right way. They didn't make drugs illegal the right way because drugs require an amendment just as much as alcohol requires an amendment. So... Whether you like it or not, federally speaking, all drugs are legal. All substances are legal. There's no power to the national government over substances. You wonder why? Because they're not supposed to deal with us at all. They're supposed to be dealing with foreign matters, except for very specific things. That government is out of the states are supposed to deal with this stuff. Not the national government. They have no business in it. Show me the Constitution. Marijuana. Go ahead. Or marriage. Or reproduction. Go ahead. You can't find it because it isn't there. And anybody that tries to tell you it is, by spinning a yarn... Uh, I don't like to spin yarn. Just go to patriotspub.us. Listen from episode one, please. It'll teach you all you need to know about the founding of this nation and the Constitution. You will know what it means. There's no politics involved. It's pure history. Pure facts. Listen to it. It's free. Download, listen. You can burn it, give it away to people. Ah, we don't care. As long as you don't make money. If you make money, you got to cut us in. But for educational purposes, we waive all copyright. So... Burn it and send it to your elected cockroaches. But you should listen to it first. Now, I'm not parping your show yet because it's not specifically about the Constitution. Okay. But Susan has a history show, too. Women of the Revolution. Where they showcase women. And what they did. 
for the founding of this country, which is completely overlooked. And it's amazing because those history books that have to have a section on uh, on feminism or whatever they Women's want. studies. Whatever. Do you think they went back and pointed out that, wow, women did this, women did that, uh, women, you know, they worked behind the scenes with these, like, John Adams and stuff to, to help them think more clearly and make better choices. It goes from that to women running whole plantations and businesses in serving uh, in government. Owning property, Brian. All this stuff was there in the beginning of this country, or it was it was already there when we got away from Christianity and moved to secularism. That's when we started having problems. Well, and we've been doing this endeavor for three and a half years. We didn't even think it would last six months. That's how many women we're finding. The other thing is that my co-host Deb from Women of the Revolution, she minored in women's studies. She, cause she's older than us and she was in the feminist movement. And she. She was in the Communist Party. <laughs> and she, she minored in college in California in women's studies. And she just, she's amazed. Audited. Not monitored. What? Audited the class. You no. said monitored. No, she was she was she minored in women's studies in college for two years. So she uh, she took all these courses in the in the late sixties, early seventies, and she's amazed at not one of these women that we've ever done was mentioned, not one. And that's back in the sixties. <laughs> yeah, and she took those courses. <laughs> what a waste of money. Oh, Lord. From CBS New York, America will soon face a shortage of as many as 90,000 doctors. CBS 2's, now you know what? That may be true. However, with the expansion of this options for us to uh, choose, vets choose their own doctors, whether you want to go to VA, go to private doctors, stuff like that, that... That will reinvigorate, believe it or not, the medical profession. VA plays very well, I've been told by doctors, compared to other insurances. So, uh, we'll see. Well, I, I chose this article because the reasonings behind this shortage that, of course, is from CNBC. What's a CBS 2? It's a TV station. There's no such thing. I haven't seen it. I have the, the link. It's oh, true, you can yeah. look at the... Directory. Okay. On the TV. No, this was this is a local TV station. Why does it say CBS two? Because it's a locally local. Uh, no, that means nothing. They still well, they, they'll say local blah blah blah, uh, and they use the call signs. Okay, and stuff. I just copied and pasted. That's what they had. In the well, if you can't answer my question, shut up. For God's sakes. Dr. Max Gomez reports a combination of retiring doctors and increasing demand will lead to a significant need for primary care physicians. But some medical schools are working to ease the problem. Right, this is already fake news. There's been a shortage across America for years. In the VA, as especially, you might figure. Uh, more and more doctors just going into... Well, first it was they were going into like medical groups and stuff and hospitals because private practice was too uh, too too expensive to run to have all those people. You got ten people to fill out the insurance forms and one doctor. 
So, yeah, this has been going on for a while. Like I said, this increase in demand is going to bring more interest. And if the VA pays well, you can guarantee the doctors will want to take it, both because of money and patriotism. But I'm just saying, there's an up, there's a, a hopeful future for our medical community that is not Obamacare. Obamacare will see the end of, there won't be one, I guarantee you, there will be one doctor worth anything that won't just retire right then and there, just walk away from the whole profession. Socialized medicine sucks. Dr. Caitlin Norman just started her internal medicine residency at Waterbury Hospital in Connecticut. It's one of the final steps to achieving her lifelong dream of becoming a doctor. The work you do has such consequences for people in their lives and their health, she said. The U.S. is in need of more primary care doctors, partly because many older physicians are retiring, citing increased paperwork and decreased time with patients. Uh, again, there's been a rush of doctors away for a long time now. They're, they're not just retiring. No, they ran away from the medical community in droves. This thing, she hasn't been a doctor yet. She doesn't know what she's in for. She should have probably talked to doctors before she went to med school, because now she owes like, I don't know, $120,000, and the medical community is falling apart, going towards single-payer government-run health care. The U.S. Uh, the Norman is part of the first graduating class at Quinnip- Quinnipiac. Huh, a long time since I heard that one. Quinnipiac University's new medical school that is tracking the shortage in internal medicine, OBGYN, pediatrics, and psychiatry. Uh, I can make a couple of recommendations how to make things cheaper. There's two medical professionals we don't utilize enough. Nurse practitioners and physicians' assistants. Much cheaper than doctors. The school's dean, Dr. Bruce Coepin, says primary care applicants are put at the top of the admission list. Your primary care physician is your navigator through the healthcare system, he said. They see you for every particular problem you have. They can refer you to specialists if that is, if that's the case. But they're the ones who know you the best. By 2025, there could be a shortage of up to 35,000 primary care physicians, Copin says. Money plays a role. If you're graduating from medical school with several hundred thousand dollars in debt. Well, that's several hundred thousand? I thought yep. it was just around 120,000. Nope. Wow, prices went up, huh? You may choose subspecialty where your earning potential is greater. Still, Norman said she made the right choice about the kind of doctor she wants to be. If you're able to control their pain, if you're able to explain, how are you going to do that when the government doesn't let you prescribe real pain medication? Tylenol doesn't cut it, doctor. Your doctor comes to mind. Orthopedic piece of crap should have prescribed you something much stronger. Tylenol. Go just take Tylenol. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't even work on me. He prescribed Valium. Valium is not a pain medication. That's what he did. It makes you forget you had pain. There's a difference. Yes, he's using it for pain. You forgot the pain. That's all that matters, right? I never took any of it. It is that's that's it doesn't really it doesn't do anything for pain. 
That's not his job. Main job is seizure prevent, uh, coming out of seizures. But why would you prescribe it for pain? I mean, they did in the old days. Women, they gave value to all the time, housewives. There was a big addiction among housewives in taking this stuff. But why why the heck would he give you some real pain medication? I'm sorry, something you could buy over the counter. It's not real pain medication. Can we do this last one? Or you want I'll finish this. Finish this. Another reason for the looming doctor shortage is that as our population grows older, we are all going to need more health care. And most of that can and should be handled by primary care physicians, Dr. Max reported. Other medical schools, like the Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine, are also prioritizing primary care applicants. Okay, we do advocate seeing an OD, right? I don't advocate anything. Oh, no, I won't advocate seeing a doctor of any sort. Sorry. Most, I'm sorry. It's a whole bunch of people in the medical profession that should never have graduated from medical school, yet allowed be allowed to practice medicine on people. Uh... I know there's no one section of doctors that are better than any other. If you're going to go to commercial, now's the time. Okay. Call the number 406-565-4189. Sarah Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. You're listening to Red State Talk Radio. Lock it in and rip the knob off. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and medication for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about Elite Rehab Placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 
This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of three. Back to the illegal alien invasion report. <laughs> you haven't even done it yet. You just finished the other I, one. No, I didn't even finish it. You cut me off. No, you did say I made you do to the end. Nope. Really? So other medical schools like the Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine are also prioritizing primary care applicants? Mm-hmm. I said that? You did. don't remember. Push the button. Wait, I'm looking. Oh, for... you're ill prepared then. No, because you changed. You, uh, oh no, you set up the. No, no, you set this up. No, you changed. It changed the order. The and I told you how to. Cha- I told you how to change it back. It's not my fault you didn't do it. Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. Time to be close up that gate. Now, can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration in these great United States. All right, thank you. Call Clang Clang with the K.com. And of course, that's time for the illegal alien invasion report. From Fox News President Trump's campaign promise to build a border wall is again starting to galvanize Washington after months of taking a back seat to Obamacare and the investigation into Russian election meddling. Brian, didn't we just, pay, we paid for this wall once before? Under Bush, didn't we? Well, I I do remember that Congress appropriated $800 billion to the wall, but it was never built. Instead, they put all these electronic things up and spent the money on that that didn't work. And they didn't work, and they broke down, and uh, garbage. $800 billion out the window. Because it set a border wall. Not a virtual border wall. An actual border wall. And I like the cockroaches don't see the difference, I guess. How about this? 
I I'm gonna build I want I want ten million dollars and I'll build a wall across the southern border. End to end. Invisible wall. One you could see through. Of course, it's like selling you the Brooklyn Bridge. It, you can't see it because it's not there. It's not invisible. It doesn't exist. Those are the kind of things these idiots play around when they do the stuff they do with the circus of bread. They, you know, just, you got to get these people out of office. Term limits are not the answer. You firing them is the, I don't care if you have to vote for a democrat, do it for one term and then go back the other way around. If they put somebody up worth voting for, but right now it doesn't matter. You're Democrat, Republican. No, nope, same matter. Repu- one party, Republicans. They're the one party system. Look, three branches of government controlled by Republicans. Still not enough. Oh no, you didn't give us a supermajority in the Senate. Oh, so we can't get anything done. Here we go again. Background baloney. You don't need a supermajority. You just need the Republicans to vote properly. Problem is, there's some people that call themselves Republicans that aren't. Actually, most of them aren't, but some are worse than others. Like, you know, Liz, what a snow woman and Murkowski and, and there's another woman. The three women that should get berated every day of their lives for selling our country down the river under the nose of big government's going to take care of everybody. Hey, you know, and John McCain is step, stepping up his game. John because- McCain is a mental... Look, he has a brain tumor. Oh, he's just finished his chemotherapy. He's okay now. He did not finish. Chemotherapy takes a long time. It doesn't take a couple days. An article I read said he's just come off his treatment. Meaning he just walked walked out of his daily treatment? Yeah, just (laughs) off his treatment. It doesn't mean he's done being treated, Susan. Come on, you're a nurse. This is cancer. I know. An aggressive form of brain cancer. How long does chemotherapy last? How long do they keep? Put you through chemotherapy. This is what the article said, not me. <laughs> I asked you a medical question, nurse. A long time. I asked you a medical question. I don't know. It depends on the cancer. Oh, seems like maybe you got your next article. You could do some research and learn. It depends on the cancer. Uh, not really. A course of chemotherapy is a course of chemotherapy uh, the world over. And it, it, it's... He, tell you... He, what they were saying is, he just had one of his treatments. He's coming off his treatment to talk to us, to do this. He's still got a long way to go. Whatever hair he has left on his head will not be there anymore. There's the clue in. It won't. And he'll lose weight. He's already lost his mind. Hey, come on. Progressivism is a brain disorder, but he has an aggressive form of brain cancer. They thought it was a blood clot in front of his brain. That's, that's your frontal lobe. Is it any wonder the man is an idiot and talks gibberish and acts like a moron? He acts like a teenager, for God's sakes. He has no sense at all. That's because without a frontal lobe, you can't think for yourself. That's why they did lobotomies. You're being very, very mean to a very sick, dying man, Brian. I really don't give a crap. What he's done to this country, he deserves to die a slow death. And he deserves being ignored, dismissed, shunned. Anyway. 
The Republican-led Congress in recent days has introduced bills that would put tens of billions of dollars toward competing, completing a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Then critics' outrage over the wall plan intensified Thursday when the Washington Post published a leaked transcript of a call between Trump and Mexico President Enrique Peña Nieto early this year discussing the divisive issue. You cannot say that to the press, Trump told Peña Nieto in response to him saying Mexico would not pay for the wall. The press is going to go with that, and I cannot live with that. You cannot say that to the press because I cannot negotiate under those circumstances. On Thursday, Texas Senator John Cornyn, not a, not a conservative, the chamber's number two Republican introduced a bill that would include spending $15 billion over roughly four years on border security and proposed wall. $15 billion. It was $800 billion before. How are they going to build it for fifteen? You know, the other important thing that this brought out is now, like they said, he talked to another leader. How How is he going to talk to him again? Oh, they're just whistleblowers. No, they're not. That's not a you whistleblow when the government is doing something wrong. You don't whistleblow because you don't like the politics of the other person. That's not whistleblowing. That's leaking, criminal leaking, actually. Felony. Oh, yeah. And that's why that Maxine Waters going around. Oh, there she needs to be thrown in a loony bin. I wouldn't even put her in jail. Freaking straitjacket her butt, black butt. Her friend, her friends and family would have to uh, deal with that. There's no requirement you'd be saying to be elected. Otherwise, why, why would Alexander Hamilton have been elected? Why would half of these people be elected? No, I went way back to the beginning. See what I did there. <laughs> Anyway, this is just so disgusting, disturbing, and frightful. The wall would combine a physical structure and technolo technology to stop or at least slow the influx of illegal immigrants into the United States. They're aliens. And the bill would help pay for thousands of new judges, immigration officials, and border agents that Trump wants to hire. That's all well That's and good. Crap. But what technology are we talking about? Because I said we have a bad taste in our mouth about this term border wall and technology. All the technology failed. We don't want to pay for any more technology that's going to fail. We want a wall that physically prevents people from getting in here without permission. And why do these people need judges? They need to be oh, deported. You have to see, you get due process. You have to see a judge. To why? Get the they're court. not citizens? Because they can make the case. There, there are things they can make a case for staying in the country for. That's why. There is nothing in my world that... How do you... Okay. How are you going to say... You're going to say, all right, good. The Border Patrol agent gets to do it? How does he How does he know if he's a citizen or not? In, in what way did he get the opportunity to put forth the evidence that he's actually a citizen or here legally? You have to, you have to give them that opportunity. Why are you looking at me that? All right, yeah, I'll fling them over there, but I'm not the damn government. You can't do that. <laughs> wants to fling you got to have due process. That's the way it goes. I always, due process could be a lot quicker if you have a lot more people doing it. That's why. You know how much money it costs housing these people in like hotels and stuff when, when, when they could just so go before a judge, judge goes deport them, 
Out the door he goes, on the bus he goes, over the border he goes. In my world, in a C-130, kicked out of the back of the airplane, over his country, and on a static line. Parachute. I just kick him out the back. Get out. Get out. Get out. Oh, but I'd have so much fun with that. What? You wouldn't have fun with that? I'm just saying that even this is wishy-washy. You look like you're about to cry, for God's sakes. The wall would combine a physical structure with technology. The bill also calls for a massive increase in resources at U.S. ports of entry and national systems for tracking people entering and exiting the country, according to Cornyn's office. Now, this is one of the pet peeves everyone had about just the border wall. Not if it comes in through the ports. Problem solved. For too long, law enforcement on the front lines haven't had the tools they need to stop the flow of illegal immigration, and this bill will provide both the resources and plan to finally secure the border, Cornyn said. The bill is co-authored by fellow GOP Senators John Brasso of Wyoming, I'm not a fan, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, not a fan, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, I am not a fan. They, like Cunyan, suggest the wall concept predates Trump and say the intent of the bill is to secure the border as a first step toward comprehensive immigration reform. Until our borders are fully secure, the current system will continue to reward people who enter our country illegally over those who follow the law, Barrasso said. Last week, Texas GOP Representative Mike McCall, chairman of the House Committee on Homeland Security, Introduce a bill with an estimated cost of at least $15 billion. That includes a physical wall, thousands more border agents, and deploying the so-called biometric entry-exit system. Securing our borders is first and foremost a national security issue, said McCall, who reportedly worked with Cornyn on the legislation. See, here's the circus and bread that's going on. Some of these people I know are not conservative, and... They really don't want to secure the border. I know they're working with Cornyn. That's how I know. Uh, he is not a reliable cons- conservative in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but they'll say this, right? But if they know that the people in the other house aren't going to uh, pass the bill, people get on board with a bill for po- for politics for the people back home, knowing full well it'll never get passed. That's what. Otherwise, they'd vote against it. You see, they what, do this all the time. And that's what McDonald's doing. They all do it all the time. That's why nothing's getting done. Because they're all progressives. They're getting lots done. They got they got us down this progressive hellhole all the way almost to the bottom. They're just ready to finish the rest of it. We people are too stupid to know how to spend our money. The government knows better how to spend our money. That's why they waste so much. And like Corgan's bill, the House legislation addresses the issues of human trafficking and increases resources at ports of entry and local law enforcement agencies. For months, Trump's agenda has been slowed by the GOP-controlled Congress, failed efforts to repeal and replace Obamacare, and investigations into whether the Trump campaign colluded with Russia in the 2016 presidential race, which never happened. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi has already seized on the border war issue as part of her 2018 re-election bid. 
Oh my God, can we please pour water on this witch? Yes, please do. President Donald Trump and Paul Ryan are moving forward with their board. You know, that'd be a funny thing to do. Can you imagine? I walk up, I walk up to her and I, I take a water bottle and just pour it all over her head. And the the, the Capitol Police are, arrest, arrest me for, for assault. assault. And I'm just, I'll, I'll just be screaming as a diplomat. She's supposed to melt! That witch was supposed to melt! The Wicked Witch of the West. Yep. Do you know that in the Constitution, they actually do have um, one of the articles saying that you cannot uh, assault or stop a congressperson from where they're going and into the building? I just read it the other day. You're confusing police arrest with a citizen. I can do whatever I want. Okay, Police can't. I can do whatever I want. But it is in the Constitution that they going can get to it. and from or at their or at their or at Washington D.C. in Congress or going to and from, they cannot be arrested. That was because they were afraid the government would start doing that to people and take over, like they had learned through history, which Again, we don't have. Our founding fathers weren't prescient at all. Not an not a bit worth. That was that was history. Everything they understood about government and what they created here was based on history, not looking into the future. The only time they looked into the future, they said, you know what? We can't see what's in the future, and there might be a need to change the Constitution over time for as things change. And so they said, okay, so we'll create the amendment process. There's two of them. It could go, it could start in Congress or it could start at the states. That was their answer to the future changing and the Constitution not being able to answer to it. Not living, breathing idiots who try to, I'm just going to make up things based on what I wanted to say. No, none of them wanted that. That's exactly the opposite of what they wanted. It's about time you all learned the Constitution enough to hold their feet to the fire because we'll never get back under it unless you understand it. And the best way, I'm... the absolute best way I know, yes, no, better than the constitutional courses at Hillsdale College, patriotspub.us, or you can get it at uncooperativeradio.com, where Uncooperative Radio is, and Patriots Pub is, and the Women of the Revolution are. All three, two plain history, well, one pure history, that's Patriots Pub, one a mix of history with politics, it's war, Women of the Revolution. And then our show, which we often showcase history and the Constitution and the rule of law, blah, blah. So all three of them there for free. Just at uncooperativeradio.com. How hard is that? All right, where were we? Oh, yeah, Pelosi. President Donald Trump and Paul Ryan are moving forward with their border wall, the California Democrats said in fundraising letter Saturday. They want to break ground on construction as soon as possible so that we won't be able to stop them. And of course, they expect you to pick up the tab. We pick up the tab for everything. No, what? no, no. They, they expect this is your job. How about you do your job and spend our money uh, the way it's supposed to be spent on our security and not on a bunch of progressive claptraps? There's a difference between building a strong military for defense, sealing our borders for self-defense, 
against an invasion. For God's sakes, you expect you to pick up, you're already picking up the tab for everything they're doing that's unconstitutional. This is constitutional. So, after all, they can't do that. They don't do anything constitutional. I would point at one thing these people do that's constitutional. Just one thing. With that, I'm out of time. It's been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.